All right, and welcome back to the Real Love Podcast. My name is Micah, and we'll be hosting this episode, and we're so thrilled that you're with us wherever you're at. If you're on the way to the gym, on the way to work, if you're falling asleep, we hope this podcast has served you well so far and continues as we tell stories of the community and what Faith Promise is doing and hope to impact people's lives. I am here today with the wonderful, the esteemed Raven Little. Raven, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I love that name, Raven. Does that have any specific special meaning, or is that just your name and that's what it is? My mom, my grandmother, I'm sorry, actually named me, um, and she named me that. She said because it was in the Bible and the Raven was carrying and delivering messages, so she named me. Named you Raven. Yeah. Because it delivers messages. You're delivering a message today. I, I am. Here that's I incre- am. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. So what do you do? You, what, you, are, you, are you a teacher? Is yes, that right? okay. I am a third grade teacher at Linden Elementary in Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. Yes, I did not know. This is my first year. Okay, wow. Yes. Do you always want to be a teacher? No, I actually used to want to be a pediatric nurse. I okay. said that I'm from Memphis, and I used to say that I wanted to be a registered nurse because that's what my grandmother did. Um, and I said I wanted to work at St. Jude. But then I came to UT. And I realized that anything beyond college algebra was not the calling that Jesus had for me. Okay, and absolutely. So, <laughs> and so then I started to think about other things that I was interested in. Right. And it all came back to kids. And so I did a service learning project at Farragut Primary, and I fell in love with the kindergartners. And so I was like, this is it. That's amazing. So kids are your passion. You yes. love them. Is there an age? Is there a minimum or a maximum? I'm not messing with this age or that age. Or third grade's I, a, a sweet spot for you? Is it? I feel like my ex expertise probably stops in third grade, but I'm licensed to teach into fifth, pre-K through fifth. But fourth and fifth graders, you don't want to mess with them. You know, I mean, I will. If that's if it to. had to come between being unemployed and teaching fourth grade, I would certainly teach fourth grade. 100%. But if someone said I have a first grade classroom or fourth grade classroom, I would definitely pick the first okay, grade. Okay, there we go. I like it. There, everybody has their ages. Yes, Let's not. We yes. can pretend. <laughs> it's, it's a social faux pas to say we don't like kids, but we know there are certain age groups that yes. are just horrible. Yes. Horrible. Once they get a little older, they, yeah. they start to have a little attitude. Little attitudes. Yeah. yeah, I don't care for that. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that either. Absolutely not. Okay, that's incredible. Well, again, we thank you so much for coming on. And, and when we were like talking back and forth, texting, hey, well, you want to come on the podcast? I'd love to hear your story. And you're, you know, such a, a vital part of the community. Our teachers are amazing. We appreciate you, you know, in that amazing field that's, you know, we need people like you teaching. I, I like my daughter, my son, I want teachers like you full of life and passion to be, you know, shaping their little minds more. You, you know, teachers have more time when the kids a lot than parents, you know, yes. I get, you know, Two, two, three hours a day max. And then and the day's over. And then the day's over, but you get a lot of time. So we appreciate all the work that you're doing Thank you. with, our, with our tiny ones. And so, but what you want, the one thing that was really interesting, you said, I said, hey, what are you passionate about? What do you want to talk about? And you said, favor. Interesting enough, faith promise, that's kind of our word for, you know, our word for the year is favor and, and, right. and God give us favor in the things that we do in Psalms 90. And so explain that to me a little bit. Why was that something that is so, uh, that gives you so much passion? Well, I share my giving story um, over this summer, and in that giving story, I kind of spoke about how I was married, and then I went through a divorce, um, and how, you know, I had some different financial things that came about, and I remember when I was in my marriage, um, he came from a very religious background, and I can remember kind of trying to follow along with the path that he followed, and 
it was like impossible. It was really impossible because he knew all these Bible verses. He knew all the Bible stories. Right. Um, he just was very knowledgeable. And I just always felt so behind. And that was just always something that I felt. And I, I thought about all the different things that I had done, all the mistakes I had made. And it just really seemed like such a mountain to climb, to think about what I could do to be what you envision as a Christian. Like even when you hear the word Christian, even if you say you don't, you think of something. Sure. And I never considered myself what I thought of when I thought of a Christian. Sure. Um, but then as time continued to go on, um, I, I really don't even remember what it was exactly, but I remember one day I told myself, I just want to get to a point where I can pray. Like as I can pray every day, that'll be good. Like okay. I want to start with that. If I can just wake up in the morning and not get straight on Facebook, if I can just say, God, thank you for today and not come and ask for something, but just acknowledge him and start working on a relationship. That's where I want to start. And just me starting that small step, I just started to see like, a domino effect of things happening in my life and my friends now they make a joke and say like you have Jesus on speed dial because it's to the point where if I pray about something it feels like almost instantly there's a sign there's a direct answer there's something that moves me in that direction or blocks something that I was unsure of and I have really just come to realize like I can have struggles I could have thoughts of confusion or doubt or worry I can be a normal person and still have amazing and crazy favor on my life and that's really just something I think a lot of people don't realize um I have a friend that sometimes she has different things that transpire in um, her life and she looks back on different things that have happened to her in the past and she will have moments of shame or guilt and I tell her all the time, you know, when you confess and you really come to God with the repentance, you know, he's not holding that against you. You're being harder on yourself than he is. Wow. He wants you to move forward. Um, and he's giving you favor because you've lived through that. Yeah. Even living through those trials and tribulations is making, you know, your test your testimony. And so I just feel like that's really just been the big takeaway that I've had from these last few years is just finding favor in any situation that I've been in. Um, and I just feel like it's really been something that's kept me going. That's unbelievable. What a story. And I can't remember, and we don't have our, our, our trusty researcher on the pod <laughs> this week, but um, I think it's Fresh Wind was the series we were in when you shared your giving story. And if if you're listening and go back or go on, it's on your Facebook page. Yes. That story is incredible. Again, Raven Little and just look around Facebook and watch that story just about what God has done and the favor you found. And it's just what just an incredible message that you have. I love hearing that. I can be a normal person with struggles and worries and doubts, but still find crazy favor in our lives. And so what what's that's so incredible. So what would you say is something that you felt like just that one simple step or some people like people think like I gotta I gotta get all this stuff right I gotta figure this whole like well like that word picture of a Christian in my mind before God will start to move in my life but you're saying man you took that small step and God met you more than halfway and said right. hey so what what do you think is holding some people back the, the people listening that 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 believe that it, this couldn't happen can't happen to me maybe for Raven maybe for Mike and maybe for Pastor maybe for somebody but not for me like what, do you, what what's something that held you back until then or you think is holding some people back this I just feel like it can be anything I feel like it's really just whatever the enemy knows is the thing that you're trying to 
overcome the most. Um, and for me, one of the biggest things was money. Um, I was a single mom. Well, I am still. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. And that was a big thing for me, thinking to myself, like, well, I know the way my bills are planned out. So if I try to tithe, then what what's going to happen with this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to take care of this? You know, but the truth is you're probably spending an extra $100 on Amazon Prime anyway. Mm, Amazon you know, Prime. You, they want you to have it. It's so easy. <laughs> you're probably spending that on Chick-fil-A or, oh. I mean, whatever the case. Um, or I can remember one day I was speaking with a family member of mine and I was telling her how um, I wanted to start going to church. And I was like, I'm going to church. I don't care. I'm going to go every Sunday. It does not matter if it's raining, if I'm tired, you know, if the kids are, you know, acting like they don't want to get up, I'm going. And I remember one day she said, well, you keep going to church, but you still do this. Or you keep going to church, but you still do this. And people really have it in your mind, in their minds that when you develop a relationship with God, that you have to be perfect. And they act as if, you know, church is, um, uh, a museum for the saints to just look at the sinners, but it's really supposed to be a hospital because we're all imperfect. We all need healing. That's what we're coming here for. Sure. Um, but people really just want to make it seem like if you follow God, you have to be perfect. And Pastor Chris, he mentioned this once, one sermon. He said, if you keep coming, you should make changes. Right. But you also have to give yourself grace and understand if you've been doing this one thing, wrong for years and years and years the likelihood of you just being done with it the next day because right. you decide to follow jesus is pretty unlikely sure but if you're dedicated and you continue your relationship with god then you'll get better and yeah then you'll of course want to turn your you know face away from sin and shame but right. you know it's not something that you just say I want to walk with God, so he expects me to be perfect. Because we can't be perfect. We're going to all fall short. Yeah. Wow, it's so good. You'd be preaching. You think, I feel like you're called to minister right now. <laughs> this is what's happening. You should be preaching. This is incredible. I'm ready. I'm you're ready. Re this is incredible. <laughs> Where what? the Spirit leads, I yeah, will follow. Yeah, it's right. Hello. Now. It's what's happening, man. You know better than me. This is incredible. Wow. Um, and so when it comes to favor, I think people feel like it's some unknowable Jedi force thing that like some people can tap into and some people can't. And it feels so like abstract and obtuse for them to like, I don't know where to start, but I love how simple you say, like the habit of, I'm just going to get to where I can pray every day before I get on Facebook. I'm going to pray and say, God, just this is your day. Let me get like in this. I feel like, like you say, like the, the favor and the power and the, and this, the, the omniscient presence and this, this, whatever people think about God doesn't come until they've got this whole checklist done and right. they're perfect. But your story of humility and story of, Hey, this is not like I've, it's, it's so inspiring. It's, it's wild that way. So how is it, how is that, how is favor kind of manifested for you, like at school specifically? And how has that changed? Like how you see what you get to do as a Christ follower. So now it's not what I love about the, you know, the evolution of, of our relationship with God. It becomes like, Hey, I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to just get all this crap and like, just figure this stuff out. But now I'm starting to work. I'm starting to grow. I'm starting to be refined. And now I look, start to look and see like, this world completely differently. So how has that kind of worked for you when you with your kids or your parent, the parents and just in your life in general, how has that changed? Right. I just feel like it really does just show me that there are people all around you and you never know what their situation is. You never know um, how they could be connected to you in some kind of way. When I first started working, I had, when we had our um, open house, there were like three parents that came up to me and said, 
I saw your story of faith promise. And to me, that let me know I have students in my room that are a part of my village. Right. I had a few of the teachers that came and said, your story came across my Facebook page. That lets me know that I'm working around people that are in alignment. When I student taught, I had no idea who um, my cooperating teacher was going to be. And when I walked in and I met her and we sat down for lunch and we started talking, I don't even know how we started talking about it, but she works um, with the special needs department here at Pellissippi campus. And we started sitting together every Sunday at church and well, or, or getting together every um, Sunday after service and hugging and things like that. And all of that to me just shows me God is very intentional about everything that he does, even if it's surrounding you by believers, um, helping you to be led by believers. I just feel like it's always the workings of God, even if it's something small like that. I just feel like he's always present. And that just helps me to know and go at things at a different viewpoint to say like, these kids see me and they know this is my teacher, but they also know this is someone that goes to church with me. This is someone that I know she's doing some of the same things that hopefully, you know, my grandmother or my mom's talking to me about at home. And it just makes you feel like you have a village. It just makes you sure. feel like, you know, you kind of have somewhere that you're going, that people are on the same frequency of you and that you're not by yourself. Absolutely. And it's it seems, I think, a lot of people, and it's my experience with ministry, that the pastors do the work. Like, it's me. I got, you know, we get paid to be spiritual. We get paid to understand the Bible. We get paid to do this. And so it's us. And you guys just come. And But the more I've experienced, like, you have more opportunity for, like, that real organic boots on the ground, hand in the dirt ministry than I do, you know? Because I, you know, and my aunt, which is a dentist, everyone she sits down with, it's, she got, you got specific time. You have specific time around parents and, and kids. And I think anyone listening that is doing what they would just a job that's outside of ministry. They're not a professional minister. They're not a pastor. They don't work on staff at a church. Right. What could, what good could they do? Absolutely. They could do the work. That's what we were called to do that in these world, go out and, and teach and see the things and, and just share the story. Like, again, I don't know how much scripture you've learned from, from the, you know, your inception of starting to work in, the, in your relationship with God, but it's your story. Right. You know, it's your story that, Hey, this is what God's done in my life. And, how it's changed me and impacted me. And I think that's all we, all of us have is our story. Yeah, we can pull scripture out, and, but most people that you're talking to don't know it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It helps and it bolsters us and we hide in our hearts so we don't sin against him and it's a lamp to our feet and a light into our path and scripture is incredible. But for our day-to-day ministry, I think we are equipped with our story and how God has interacted with us. Right. And what he's done with you, what he's doing in your daughter's life, what he's doing in your life and and the changes and the joy and, and the... And I love the I love actually the more chaotic the world becomes because the more at peace we should be and the more right. different we should look right. instead of like I can't tell the difference between this person but you said this tribe these people not that the self righteousness and that were they were this judgment and this Pharisee mindset but it's like hey we're here and we're we're loving you and we can't right. wait to talk to you about it and if you're not ready it's cool but people like you and the people listening is is the hope of the world, you know, just not just on Sundays or Saturdays or at a campus, but in your classroom, like right. that's what's happening. So do you feel that way? Do you feel like you have that kind of like spiritual authority to share and to, and to be a part of people's lives in that way? As just, yes. Well, really? When, when I talk to my friends, 
just different things will happen and they 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 make a joke and say that I give perfectly timed 45 minute sermons because I would just go I would just, just go, go. And I would just start talking to them and just kind of trying to pour into them. Sure. Because I just really feel like life can just be so different. Um, And and I just, I don't feel like there's anything that I have done differently over these last three years, I would say, other than work on my relationship with God. Hmm. And when I look at where I was last year and I look and I, Think about how different things that I tried to um, put into place. I remember when I decided I wanted to go to school, I had to quit my job. Right. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's just, I, this just it feels crazy, and I just kept having the feeling to do it, and I did it. And then when I was like, okay, I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to pay my rent, and then people were like, oh, well, this housing assistance program, it usually has such a long uh, wait list. You're probably not going to get it. I got it within two weeks. Of course you did. <laughs> and then I got into school and everything just, just flowed. It just flowed. And I paid my tithe all the way up until I got um, to the point where I was ready to stop working. I never missed a meal. I never missed a bill. Everything was always taken care of. My mom was able to help me. My stepdad was able to help me. I just had an amazing support system. And I know that's not the way that it is for everybody. I know that everyone doesn't have that same support. Everyone doesn't have that luxury. But it worked out for me. And I feel like the only thing that's different is really the faith that I started to try to have in God to just give him an opportunity to handle it and to take myself away. That's awesome. That's incredible. And we're in the, and if, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you know, we just wrapped up a series of faith problems called Life Plus, and that, that specific thing. Like, it's not this, if you choose to believe these things or give faith in these things or give money here, that your cosmetic life gets so much more grand. I think the promises that God is extending in those in the Scripture and, and when we give our life to Him, when we give our finances, when we give our, our faith, we give our heart to Him, it's the, it's the, for me, the freedom from the everyday struggles of this world. Like now that you've lived through that and know that he's there with you, that it's not, now you believe for bigger and better things. And he starts to move in your life and people experience that. And, you know. And I'll tell you, you know, something that's really crazy. And I, I really want to share this. So after I shared my giving story, this wonderful woman, she saw it and she was really moved by it. And she contacted me and she said that she felt God tell her that he should give that she should give me some money oh and so and I was like oh thank you and she was like do you want to know how much it is I was like well yeah but I didn't want to be rude because I feel like that's tacky yeah right how much money are you going to give me and she told me I want to give you eight thousand dollars and I was like what and after we got off the phone And I thought about it. I cried, of course. And then the next thing that came over me for the next day was it wasn't even the money. And I mean, of course, if I asked you right now, Micah, do you want $8,000? I do want (laughs) $8,000. I do. What's your number? I have $8,000 to give you. But if if someone asks you, do you want $8,000, you're going to say yes. Yes, ma'am. But it wasn't the money. And it wasn't even because I couldn't use it because I had some things I could use it for. Sure. But something that was so crazy to me was that she was like, I was doing all these things trying to find your number. 
I was doing all these things trying to get in contact with you. And she was like, I just couldn't rest until I got in touch with you. But what that said to me was that God will chase you down. Sure. He <laughs> will put, he is capable of putting me on someone's mind that does not know me. Doesn't know me from a can of paint. Yeah. Doesn't know anything about me that has just had it placed on their heart because God did that for right. me. And he wanted me to have a blessing and he was able to get someone to chase me down. And that's what he would do. Wow. He will chase you down and he won't stop. Right. He is relentless in his pursuit. And that's why I love the song reckless love because his love mm. and desire for you is really just that reckless. Like he's wow. not going to stop until he gets to you. And that's what that meant to me. I was like, I can't believe that he sees me. What's the chance of some random Wednesday, right. someone calling you and saying, I want to give you $8,000? It's very unlikely. Right. <laughs> but to think that God cares so much about me, and to me to think about all of the ways that I think I still have so far to go, Yeah. and to know that he still wants to bless me. Yeah. And I'm like, there's people out here on their knees praying all day. Right. There's people begging God for a breakthrough, and they deserve it. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, why why do you favor me this mm -hmm. way? What have I done? And I don't have the answer. I don't know. I don't know, I don't wow. know what the breakthrough comes from certain, certain people and not for others, but I'm just grateful for it. Yeah. I'm grateful for it all because I've had those times where I've been like, God, I don't understand why it's everybody except for me. Yeah. And I feel like when you really put your trust in God and you stop, you know, making idols out of whatever that thing is, and you really just put him in the forefront, he can make $8,000 not seem like the big thing. I I really want the blesser more than the blessing. Yeah, that's, that's really so the place where I want to strive to be every that's, day. That's incredible. What a story. We hope this helped you as you listen. Again, Raven Little, check her out on Facebook if you want to be inspired. Just someone that's put her crazy life in the hands of our crazy, awesome, faith-filled God, and we serve such an unbelievable, unbelievable God, and it's, and it's obviously shown in this woman's amazing life. Again, we thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for, thank you for being a teacher. Thank you for all you've done. We love you guys so much. Hope you have an amazing rest of the day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah.